Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, big game coming up this weekend for the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns got Joe Flacco in at quarterback. They're four starting quarterback. I believe they've had four different quarterbacks win ball games for them this year. But but if we're if we're honest, uh, I don't I don't know that that Joe Flacco doesn't probably bring a little bit more confidence to what the hell the Cleveland Browns can be than anybody that's played for him this year. Hell, I, I mean, I'll even include Deshaun Watson in that. Deshaun's obviously a better quarterback, but Deshaun's yet to hit his stride. In, in Cleveland and was and was injured on and off and, and appeared to be disconnected from the, the organization. Not real sure what was going on there. P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson, uh, Robinson, the kid out of UCLA, freshman out of UCLA, a rookie out of UCLA, I'm sorry. Um, you know, those three had started when they got Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco's played some pretty good ball the last couple of weeks, um, Ron. So coming in coming in this week, it, it's, it's a big game. For the Texans, and it may not be as simple as well. They're down a few guys, in particular their quarterback offensively. I'm not real sure that they didn't upgrade at quarterback um, for at least a couple of games. But um, the question is, and I think this is kind of surfaced here in our show, Ron, is is who's going to start for the, the Houston Texans? And I never even thought twice about it because I just assumed, like I could make a really strong case why, why Case, no pun intended, why Case Keenum should, should be the starter. Right and and was the starter last week? I make a strong case for that, and so I didn't even think about it. Well, our guy Sean Bajani, also known as Johnny, he is uh, Clint. He's at practice today, and uh, apparently Sean Bajani looks out there, and old number ten Davis Mills is going with the ones. Is repping with the ones early in practice. Is that something, or is it not? Kind of just came up in conversation earlier. And, Ron, I, I don't know about you. I know from a distance that's like, man, what the hell is D'Amico doing? The Texans, they don't even have a backup quarterback. They're rotating their second and third stringers week by week. But but if you really look at this thing, you look at what happened last week, the opponent they were playing last week, you look at how, really, how Case Keenum played, and then you look at what Davis Mills, the strengths of Davis Mills as you bump them up against Case Keenum, I don't believe it's as crazy as some folks may initially think that there's a chance that Davis Mills could be the starting quarterback this week. Because, see, walking in today, I was 99.9% sure that Case Keenan was going to be the starter. As was I. 
uh, very close to jumping up to 100%. Just, I mean, based off, clearly it was like they trust him. Like they trust him more than they trust Davis Mills. But when you see that, then you're like, well, what is, is this just more gamesmanship from, from D'Amico or not? But I guess, I guess if you really talk it out, if you really talk it out and understand, okay, well, what what would, what would, what would make a change? What would, what would be a reason for a change? I guess, I guess it's not crazy to think that maybe they view his skill set as a need. I don't think so, but maybe it's not crazy they view what his abilities are compared to what cases is 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 needed in this particular game. Well, well, let's let's talk this thing out real quick, Ron, because I I do I think there's some substance here. I, I don't think this is just stirring the pot. I don't I don't think. I mean, obviously, if he's getting first team reps, I don't care if it is the first ten minutes of practice, first twenty minutes of practice. If you're getting first team reps, clearly there's a possibility. Right, clearly that you're not just doing that for the hell of it. Unless, I mean, unless Davis is just sprinting and running to get he's to not, go he's first. He's not letting. He's not letting Case go. <laughs> not right. Get him. But but let's 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 think about this or, or let's talk about this. Right. Here's D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan spoke to the audio uh, to the audio spoke to the media today, and he was asked about Case Keenum and and what ultimately what does Case Keenum bring to the table. Here's D'Amico Ryan. The thing that's helped Case the most is experience. Right. When you played the position for such a long time. You have to have that experience, but as also that experience gives you confidence. When you've done it multiple times, you've seen multiple defenses and how teams try to attack you. Nothing should shock Case. He's seen a little bit of everything. He's calm. He does a great job of operating. Uh, Pre-snap does a great job of commanding the huddle and making the other guys around him better. All right, division game on the road against the Titans. Five-win football team. I think I, I, I think if you're a head coach, if you're an offensive play caller, you can say everything that D'Amico Ryan's just said, and we're going to go to Tennessee and play a five-win football team, and that's going to help us win the ball game, right? I, I, so I understand where you where you could where you could think that going into the Tennessee game, and in, in fact, I, I think it and I felt it, and I understand the value as as well. Now, the game happens, you win the ball game, you go back and you review the film. And you look at the film, and there's there's several plays that were left on the field, right? Whether you, you caught you you talked about them yesterday. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a touchdown that was missed before one of the field goals that, that he, he never threw it. There there's a, a a chunk play that was made that was that was available on on the interception that was thrown. And look, you can watch any game film, and not knowing the play call and not knowing the reads and all that, you can look watch every game film and say, well, the quarterback boy. In fact, I hate when people when 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 Ob uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad did it to Baker Mayfield a couple years ago last year, whenever it was, of of look my kid's wide open the whole time and he's throwing it the other way. Like there's there's keys and indicators that take you away from the open guy. I'm just saying if you look at that film, if you look at the film, there were opportunities to drive the football down the field. There were opportunities to take clean, immediate shots down the field. And the veteran quarterback that's never going to be surprised, that's not going to be flustered, that's going to have confidence, that's going to, that's going to have command of his huddle, did not make those throws. Did a couple of them didn't see. Uh, and then on top of that, you look at the, at the at the quarterback, and and there were a couple of ball placement issues in the screen game, which is what is you hope that's not the case with a veteran quarterback. Um, and so now we've we've seen a one game sample size, and you go okay, now you get to Cleveland Browns. That whole well, confident in the huddle, and and nothing's going to surprise him, Ron. I don't know if that approach to the quarterback position this week against a nine-win 
Cleveland Browns team. I don't know if that's going to be enough to win. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it straight up, he has to flat out play better than he did last. last oh, oh, and he'd tell you that. The, yeah, and the yeah. Texans need like, and I'll even say this: even even minus the pick six, like even if you say let's take away the pick six, he's got he's got to play better than he did last. Like the throws that you said, they if they get opportunities, they have to make those plays. They have to make those plays because they're going to need to make more plays right. to me in this game. So I think he understands he has to play better. And actually, I, I do think, you know, this is this is the first time he's played in a while and had had a lot of game sure, action. You absolutely, would think there there would be some improvement. But like even not just big things. Like we think about the turnovers and that that spicy spicy throw he got away with with Dalton Schultz. But he probably took some sacks that maybe he shouldn't have taken. Like even small things like that. Right. You know, and, and as you talked about yesterday, just ball placement. You know, uh, just where he threw the ball, maybe kind of, kind of squandered chances on certain plays. Like you talked about a couple screens yesterday, uh, and and he so so he's got to play better than that. It's going to take a better game from the quarterback position uh, for them to, I believe, win this game against Cleveland. Yeah, because this defense is significantly uh, better than the than the Titans. Yeah, look, I I think, and we were talking about this a little bit at the break. I I just like there's a chance either quarterback you throw out there. Is is going to throw a pick six? There's a chance that any quarterback you throw out there is is going to is going to play um, a brand of quarterback that's not going to allow you to win this game. So so that that's a non-factor, right? What I just don't think the safe play at quarterback, whatever that is, I just don't think the safe play at quarterback is going to give you a chance to beat the Cleveland Browns. And so now whether you say, because there is some truth to that of, hey, that was Case's first run in, in this offense this season. We don't need to go beyond this season. Just this season, it was his first run, and, and he was going to be rusty. Cool. I'm not banging the guy. I'm not disrespecting the guy. I'm just pointing out what I saw on film and what it absolutely has to improve, and those shots have to be taken, and 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 some of them have to be hit on if you're even going to have a chance versus the Cleveland Browns defense and versus Joe Flacco and company on offense. You, you, you've got to have somebody that's going to take them shots and somebody that's going to land them shots. Going into a ball game with a guy that's going to be comp- comfortable and a guy that's not going to be surprised, but also a guy that's not going to be able to drive the football down the field, a guy that's not going to be able to throw the ball to the wide side of the field, to the sideline on yeah. the wide side of the field, some of those kind of things. I, it's just there's value there, and I personally believe that Case Kingdom is still going to be the starting quarterback here, and I, and I think you can win a game by, behind Case but if all of those things, if, if, if Bobby Slowick and this offense are going to be handcuffed by all of those things, I just simply don't think it's crazy to think that D'Amico Rhines and Bobby Slowick has sat around a table and said, you know what, we may we may need to roll the dice and see if Davis Mills can give us one of them 300-yard games. Yeah, because the difference between Davis and I just – and I know I when you hear me say this, I if you look at the two and you say, who has – the best chance to have an above-average game. Yep. Like, the, the best chance, not just caretaker, and I'm not even saying game, I'm talking about caretaker, just not make, I'm talking about the best chance to have an above-average game where you're like, all right, all right, he made a play. Had to, he had to make it. I'm not saying he's going to do it or can do it. It may be two out of ten times. But to me, I, I think it would be a fair thought that it would be Davis. 
Because just what he's capable of doing yeah. right now in his well, in his arms. Well, and we've, I, I, as I, we've seen Davis have a couple of those moments. Yeah, before. spot on. Spot on. I, I think that's that's the best I've heard it put. If, if you're going, if if you're, it's going to take an above average game, which I would say is 250 yards and two touchdowns. Let's get let's put that out there. And I, I don't. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be 25 of 27 for 250. Like you know what I mean? It's not going. You're not going to. You're not going to nickel and dime. I don't. I don't think you're going to nickel and dime this defense to death. It's going to have to be some shots over the top. It's going to have to be some big, bigger, bigger arm throws down the field, stretching it vertically. Um, that that being on the table, I just I, I agree with your point. I think the, the the quarterback more likely to have that kind of day is number ten is Davis Mills. Now he's also likely to now, for the now wheels to come off. Yeah, he, he he's probably more. Yeah, you're right. He's probably more likely to to lose it. But him. you got to give yourself a chance from jumping, and, and and I'm not again. I'm not pleading the case for either one of the guys. I'm just simply telling you that that it's it's not as from a distance. Yeah, it sounds crazy as hell. But if you if you're a fan of this team and you follow this team and you kind of know what's going on behind the scenes with the quarterback situation, and all I mean is watching practice, being at camp, listening to the coaches on a consistent basis, then I just don't believe it's as crazy as, as we we and and one may think uh, when we when we first bring it up. So. Bajani, Sean Bajani at practice. Davis Mills took some first team reps. We'll see what happens this this uh, this week as as the practices unfold and we get closer to Sunday. Blue eighty, easy white ninety. I I found some um some odds, boys of of uh, coach of the year um in the NFL and. D'Amico Rines, Dan Campbell, and Shane Steichen. Texans, Lions, Colts. All three coaches were tied at the top, plus 300 chance to win Stefanski coach wasn't of the year. It's not up there. Maybe it's because he's won it. Was not up there. Um, you think D'Amico's got – you think he's a guy out of that bunch? Especially if it's those three. Hell yeah. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. I think D'Amico – I said it earlier this week. I think he – I think with that game Sunday, he sewed it up. Wow. To me. But to me, like, I think Kevin Stefanski is probably the next the next closest. I mean, when you look at – You ain't got the, no love for Steichen? I think Shane's done a, a pretty good job. I know he's lost – he's lost his quarterback. But, I mean, he. I mean, it was a rookie. There, yeah. there are some people who – Lost think, his running back. Yeah, the majority some, of the year. Majority of the year. There's some people who thought maybe his uh, his backup may have given him a better chance. Yep. There's some people who thought that. But man, Kevin Stefanski, and he's won he's won games with four different quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had his best player Nick Chubb get hurt. Yep. His uh, one of his best linemen uh, Conklin get hurt. I mean, he has Miles Garrett has helped him carry them, and it is Cleveland. So I, I, I mean, to me, I think he would. For me, he's number two. But I think D'Amico is clear to me the favorite to to win this thing. Dan Campbell's got a real chance. I think he does. Like, like I, I think when you Why, talk about off? yes, that guy. When 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 you talk about guys that have have quote unquote done more with less, I, I think all I think D'Amico, Shane, um, and, and and to your point, even Kevin Stefanski in terms of injuries, um, have have probably done more with less. But when you because Dan Campbell hasn't won a coach of the year yet, has he? No. When, so, so when you look at what Dan Campbell ultimately has done over the last, this is his third year in Detroit, right? Yeah. Over the last three years in Detroit, I think he's due. Take your other kneecap. I he, think he's due. They're going to win the division. He may be, but I, but I think 
coming the, the, the tough thing is coming into the season, I think that's what they were I think they're doing exactly what people expected them to do. Yeah, right and, 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 Gre- and, and Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers and, and Minnesota with a hurt I Kirk Cousins and pick. Chicago is an absolute mess. And so yeah, I, I think people but I, I still like I guess my point is with Dan Campbell, I I think he's probably gonna get more love from previous years and these you know he's got he's got three years of 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 evidence where these guys just have one so I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be I think Dan, I think Dan Campbell's got a real shot oh, he's got a sh- shot uh, no, he, no I'm, I'm lying no I don't think he does. yeah we'll see if I mean if D'Amico did goes if they go over the rest of the way well yeah there's football there's another, there's another thing but I don't know man I just when you when you come out and say all right what do we expect the Lions to do the Lions were a sexy dark horse team to get to the Super Bowl yep. by some, but it was damn sure expected that they would win their division, and they're doing it. And they're not like, and they've they've had some some tough games. Like they lost to the Bears two weeks ago. They lost to the Packers at home on Thanksgiving. They've had some weird yeah. things. Um, but man, when you compare that job to the quick, fast turnaround that's done here, yeah. Well, look, I think I think with Indianapolis and and with Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryan's both being in there, I, I think one of them one of them is going is going to move him forward, is going to win more games, and the other one's going to yeah. fall out of the playoffs, and I think that'll help decide it as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, all right, uh, coming up, uh, I, I think there is a possibility that this was thought to be a hot take before. I don't think it is now in the NFL. I think it's time. Uh, for a coach to move on. And I don't think it's a hot take anymore. We'll discuss that coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Oh, Tyler, I almost, man, I need your help, man. This dog making me nervous, man. Oh, your new pup? Yeah. Bear? You know how you know you're with him every day. And you can't see how big he's getting. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Clint this. But then he does stuff where you know, like, damn, he wasn't able to do that. Well, I was smoking smoking some turkey burgers, you know, <laughs> part of my food plan is chicken. Mm. Seasoned them, had them on the counter, went out there, 
for my uh, to get get the Traeger and stuff ready. Uh, shout out to those at Texas Star Grill Shop. Five locations. You go to the new one uh, up in uh, the Woodlands as well, or to the one I go to, Fifty Nine and Shepherd. But I was a. Uh, I went out there, and Courtney comes in. I can hear her saying, "Bear, bear, get down." This Joker, he's 14, just got his 14 weeks vaccines. He's 14, 15 weeks. He was stood all the way up. <laughs> and she said he was this close to getting that, to getting what the the uh, the turkey burgers was on. Like he had, had his hand That's reached funny, out and dude. like, no, it's not funny. Well, uh, well, like it's, it's, it's like, man. It's funny for a, a re- you said he's lab and pit bull, right? Yes. It, it, hey, it's <laughs> like, it's got to get, like we got to get, like we got, the, we, we got trainer coming over every week. We got to get this thing down. The worst thing. I'm, by- just think, I'm just thinking this joker in, in six months, not even that long. He gonna be able to. He gonna be able to pull the whole damn thing down. He gonna flip oh, the light switch do, off, and he'll do it. The, dude, my childhood dog was a pity, uh, pity lab mix, and the worst thing she ever did was one time my dad had a bunch of steaks seasoned, having like a big family dinner. She she pulled like five big sirloin steaks off the counter and ate all five of them raw. Yeah, I had to take. A, I had to take a walk outside. <laughs> Tyler, do you believe in whipping your dog? <laughs> Yeah, if you catch them doing something bad, yeah, absolutely. Pop them, let them know, put them in the kennel. But if you don't see them doing it, from what I understand, you're not supposed to get onto them too hard because then they don't understand what's going on. Well, I mean, if they're the only thing in the house. Well, well, like they, don't, they in, might not know why you're mad. Like, it's not that they wouldn't understand you're mad about tearing your crap up. But if you if it's happened like hours a ago. while ago and all of a sudden you're like, damn it, and you go off on them, they're like, what the hell? Like. Well, let me tell you something. There was that one time Max went up there and, and pulled down from the kitchen counter. Courtney left up, pulled down a full bag of chili cheese Fritos, <laughs> and we just saw that whole bag ripped up in mm-hmm. the kitchen. Oh, my pity got the uh, and, Hawaiian and, rolls like that he, before and Thanksgiving. He, and he didn't forgot about it. Who knows what time he did it? He didn't <laughs> forgot about it. He come home, <laughs> chili cheese all in his, all <laughs> his, his beard, and then he go up in there look all. Oh, Damn. He didn't dip. That's what I think, say, boy, I, that, that dog we got, I, I, I didn't have to whoop her a few times. Boy, she's old panty burglar, man. She'll she'll chew some panties oh, yeah. to death. But she, I, I get in there, and I'm like, I'll stay. You do, you do this? And the minute she sees it, boy, mm-hmm. she starts cowering down. She knows damn Ashamed. good well what the yeah, hell he she go, did. Yeah, he, slide, he slides under the couch. Who, Bear or, Bear, or Max did? Bear. Bear hides under the couch. <laughs> so he knows what the hell he did. But he, but his time's limited with that couch because he ain't going to be able to get underneath that couch. <laughs> yeah. It's a low, like, it, he ain't going to be able to continue to get underneath is, that couch. Is y'all's bed up off the ground? Oh, it's high. Yeah. yeah but he don't even, that, that room, I've closed that door because he's not chewing off my he's shoes. He's off limits. Like, I mean, you're not, if he, he's not chewing off my shoes. Dude, is, he is, like, I'm like, no, we, like got, we have got to get a hold of this, like, like now to know, like, get, get to hell. Oh, he's just being a puppy. It's fine. I know he's just being a puppy, but that's, that son of a gun has just grown. He was not able to oh, get yeah. to the his his hand, his paw to the middle of the counter two weeks ago. Just, yeah, growing pup. Tear that ass up, Ron. Hey, hey listen. This used to be, I, I, and hell, when I say used to be, hell, we even we even broached the subject two weeks ago, and there were some that were saying it was a hot take. Hey, man, I, I think it's officially time for Mike Tomlin to. To leave Pittsburgh, really? Yeah, I and 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 it is not because Mike Tomlin can't coach anymore. But we're talking about 17, 18 years, and you think about your voice. This 
the voice maybe just kind of going over people's sure, heads yeah. and it's too long. Like this, this George Pickens situation. We do not care. Uh, apparently, this George, he's clearly, and this is the second time he's had a wide receiver who just said to hell with yeah, it. Yeah, Deontay, Deontay Johnson, had, the he, he had to come out and apologize afterwards as well. Yeah, he because he was he was on the field. There was a fumble against the Bengals right right at his feet, and he just walked. He yeah, just he watched walked, it. Yeah. Watched it. Watched the Bengals recover it and ran the other way. And then George Pickens had a chance to help Warren, the running back, get in the end zone and he, to hold on to a block. And he used Tank Dell of all situations. George Pickens, who just, if you watch it, he just said, nope, in this thing. And then came up, had the audacity to say afterwards, I was just trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation. I didn't want to get injured. When you stay up, on these blocks and can get ran up on, that's the reason. Oh, no, hell no. For him to even to even think to shape his mouth to say that. And now this is the second time a receiver. And Deontay Johnson, by you said he apologized. He ain't stopped playing, though. He oh, no, they kept he playing. Came, he yeah. kept playing. He kept playing the next week. I bet you he'll keep playing. Like, at some point, like, you, when you have two situations like that, you gotta look at the person running the show. Oh yeah, right. And and I don't. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin is done coaching and and, and should throw it up and should go. To, it feels like his time in Pittsburgh yeah. is potentially coming in because they're not hearing him right now. Well, it, it's it's interesting. The interesting thing is like Ryan Clark on ESPN. He he spoke up about the culture, um, and, and it was after the Deontay Johnson thing, and it was basically basically the Steeler way is not to allow stuff like that to happen. Uh, what Deontay Johnson did. Just complete disregard for hustle and, and teamwork and accountability and, and being there for your guy and all that kind of stuff. And just and, keep playing. Right, and, and then keep playing him, right? And that, that was Ryan <laughs> right. Clark's point. Well, then Cam Hayward, a big defensive lineman, that's a leader there that 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 I mean, really is a, a hell of a player, obviously. Um, he came out and, and, and um, basically – you know, disputed, I guess, uh, the, the the questioning of the culture in, in Pittsburgh. And then the next week, George Pickens does this. And to your point, it's one thing to do it and in the moment be pissed off or frustrated. It's another thing a, a day or two later to come out and say, well, I was just trying to prevent the Tank Dale situation. I don't think there's a player on the Houston Texans because of the respect they have for D'Amico Ryans would come out and admit that. Or their ass would be gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I like to me, I like it feels like like that, and and I think Mike Tomlin has been this guy for his career. You named it the Ryan Clark's as crazy as Ben has been, you know. At times there there wasn't just that's who it was. It was Ben that actually Roethlisberger, yeah, that, that actually questioned. It's just not blatant like this, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and, and they've had some guys that that it just ain't like right there, man. You got this is two times, yeah. Like for me, when you look at this, he shouldn't play. It's got, I mean, it's listen. I mean, I ain't going nowhere anyway. I mean, with with now you got Mason Rudolph, but I mean, he shouldn't play. After that, he went out there. Not at least Deontay apologized, but you could see he went out there and told you, no, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, and he and he's been. He's this been this a player head, was at the one. He's been a head case all all year long. <laughs> he was at the one. <laughs> it was just, I couldn't believe that. But I mean, I think it might be time. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin should stop coaching. I mean, there's a new team, a new spot, but they ain't hearing him there. That's just well, if they get if, if they move on from Mike Tomlin, he'll have a job tomorrow. Well, yeah, so. yeah, I'm saying it, but it, but my goodness. All right, coming up, we're gonna hear from our guy Sean Bajani, who was out at Texas uh, Texans uh, practice today, and 
was at the press conference. We'll get what his vibe was uh, from uh, from D'Amico speaking today, what he saw at practice, and we'll get to the bottom of Davis Mills. He, he spoke with him and Davis Mills getting some one reps. We'll talk to Sean Bajani, or as Clint calls him, Johnny, coming up next. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sarah Jessica Parker, man, she's always done it for me. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Welcome back into The Drive. Not one I usually think of. Sarah Jessica Parker, always doing it for me. That's not who I come up with when I think of doing it for me. But hey, to each his own. Uh, It is that time. Texans report. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, This may be the most important one. Uh, we've had all season, and uh, usually our guy Brandon Scott is in. He is out today, but Sean Bajani, who works uh, tireless, tirelessly, however I'm trying to say that, he works very hard uh, every week and every day. He's out there at um, at NRG and out there covering this team. And today was a a big big day out there today. C.J. Stroud injury wise, a lot of injuries out there. Just at the practice portion, before we get to uh, the D'Amico and, and what was said today and, and, and who you talked to in the locker room, what uh, what updates did you have? What did you see today at practice? Hold on, man. I don't know where y'all got that Sarah Jessica Parker sound clip from. Tyler, sounds like what your are you voice, doing? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> out of, <laughs> sounds like your voice. Out of all the things that I've said in 17 years on radio, I mean, I guess I've said way worse and more embarrassing things, but I will die on the hill of, yeah, liking me some Sarah Jessica Parker from the early days of Sex and City and uh, that one Nick Cage movie that she did. Um, I'll die on that hill. I don't care. It's young kiss my ass. Hey, 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 let's sir. You do yours. All right, you do you. Like I said, to each his own. I don't. I just don't know. I mean, people say, you know, what Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's my one. But my wife crushes me for that all the time. But yeah, go ahead. Yes, she should. All right, go ahead. What did you see? What did you? What? What would you see at practice today? Uh, well, you guys have seen the injury report. You know, I missed a couple of guys. And there's always one or two that, you know, I talk with amongst the media about like, all right, we're going to miss somebody today. Who do you think it's most likely going to be? And the first two guys that, you know, I thought of was uh, Denzel Perryman, Des King, you know, both substantial playing time this past weekend. Uh, didn't noticeably get banged up, but I was looking out for them, found them just fine. But uh, it took me a while to realize that John Mechie wasn't at practice, didn't practice today. Uh, Nico Collins was not out there, at least during the portion, uh, you know, visible to the media. And then it was kind of surprising in a good way to see him in uh, limited uh, form today practicing with the team. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. Um, and, you know, look, it's, it's obviously still a concern. You know, no, no Will Anderson. Um, and Noah Brown, you know, maybe he's on this new trend now where they're going to be resting him on Wednesdays, limit him on Thursdays, full participant on Fridays. At least that's kind of what I'm hoping. But, uh, you know, look, I I know this gets people talking, but when I, I just tell you, I just report what I see. Uh, When I reported this morning that Davis Mills was taking 
you know, first reps and individual and uh, their mesh drill with the running backs, uh, the first team takeoff, which was totally jacked up outside of anybody not named Michael Dieter at center. Uh, look, it, it, it gets people talking, but look, the Texans are playing this game like a lot of teams do uh, that are in the thick of it, in the mix, very competitive, the gamesmanship, uh, whatever you want to call it. They're not going to give you anything, um, even though in everybody else's mind, it seems pretty obvious in terms of what they're doing and who's going to play. And similar with the quarterback situation, I think we all know who's going to start, but they're not going to tell you they're going to try to keep every, uh, you know, as close to the vest as possible. Look, I, I love it, Sean. I haven't haven't been in the locker room. I, I just I've just never experienced an organization. And, and I'm not saying it is or isn't happening, but I, I've never experienced an organization like uh, manipulate uh, the the media for the first twenty minutes by asking a player to take first team reps and 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 I'm and, and I, don't, I don't I hate to hear people minimize uh, you know mesh drills with the running backs and 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 individual drills with the wide receivers and the first team takeoff no the, the I mean typically every huddle I've ever been in every organization I've ever been in every program I've ever been in whoever was starting football the, the game that that week they they were first in team takeoff so and I'm not saying that's happening now. I just I, I refuse to minimize it. Damn it! If that's what you see, then then one of two things is happening: either he's starting and that they're they're considering it, or they they literally are manipulating the media on purpose, which I've just never seen happen. So I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the damn report, brother. Well, Clint, I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, consider this though. Um, I, I've noticed this a little bit more recently i'd say within the last month and not that's not to say that it hadn't been happening all season long but i typically get to practice anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes early sit in the car um you know just kind of pour over some news that you know i might have missed things like that i'm gonna tell you something you know on our schedule when it says the texans are practicing at 12 20 they're out there before that okay so yeah. they're practicing earlier which all that to say this, they're probably getting the necessary reps before the 20 minutes, you know, or 15 or 25 minutes, whatever they allow us to look at on a given day. They're getting the necessary reps, I believe. And so generally when we're there, look, there's individual drills, there's mesh drills, and typically the mesh with the quarterbacks is broken up into quarterback, running back, and then you might um, in, insert, you know, some wide receiver tight end looks, which is very rare in what they open to the media. Um, certainly, it's been the case as the season's gone along. So I'm not minimizing it. I don't think you should minimize it. But um, I think the Texans, you know, the way that they've operated as a well-oiled machine, very organized, very put together in terms of their daily, you know, protocols uh, and how D'Amico's handled this team, I think they can afford to, uh, you know, put a little 10-minute, 15-minute window dressing in. Yeah, Sean Bajani with us uh, as he's giving us our Texans report. Uh, moving into uh, moving into the uh, press room and locker room, um, I think the big thing is with CJ. Uh, any indication, any any feel of how D'Amico was handling this? Are you are you? Did it get the feel like many people are thinking that he is going to be out again in this week? I know there's reports. I think there was one last night by DJ Bianami, um, you know, who cited, you know, sources that uh, it was likely that Stroud was going to miss on Sunday. There's that. That's what we all know. Now, in terms of what D'Amico said today, I had to give massive props to Cody Stutes, who asked a really great question. Uh, it 
elicited a very different and much more lengthy response from D'Amico about C.J. Stroud's status and what their way of thinking is right now. And what the question was is, hey, could this concussion cause C.J. Stroud to miss the rest of the season? And D'Amico, I thought, gave one of my favorite reactions from anybody all season long. He was like, uh, who? Uh, miss? Don't be talking about that already. You know, and I, I just, <laughs> he technically said no that it wouldn't cause him to miss the rest of the season, which I think is obviously the best response that you could have hoped for in regards to Stroud's status. However, I have noticed over the course of the last week, talking to players, listening to coaches, um, they don't want to talk about this concussion protocol. And it makes me think a couple of things, but one, maybe more above all else, is that they don't want to be caught with their pants down around their ankles and say something that might get them in trouble or say something that might, you know, spur a report or a rumor. And so they have stuck to their guns and are basically reading a verbatim type PC response anytime they're asked about concussion protocol, uh, how it goes, what phase he's in, how CJ's feeling. They've done a really good job of staying close to the vest and tight-lipped. You know, and, and I, I don't think just to add to that, I, I don't, and this is totally just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't have any a source or anything or, or any any inside knowledge, but I, I just don't like. I don't think I think when you look at D'Amico Ryan's as a former player, like the and, and what comes to mind when we start talking about quarterbacks and concussions, obviously, is the look of the Miami Dolphins and Tua, and how Mike McDaniel got questioned about the, the putting Tua back in the game and should he have done it or should he not, and and really his. His, um, uh, you know, character and 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 his, um, you know, res- level of responsibility and, and credibility got questioned as a head coach because of what happened to to Tua and, and him going back in sure. and taking getting another one. So look, I, I think I think D'Amico has a little different view or a little different mindset as a former player and what happened to Mike McDaniel, who he knows well, uh, as it pertains to dealing with C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. And D'Amico was asked about that very thing today. Uh, if he'd reached out to Mike McDaniel in terms of, you know, how he handled Tua's situation, which I thought was kind of a funny question because we all know how Mike McDaniel handled that Tua situation. You just discussed it and laid it out perfectly. Um, and look, D'Amico, there's not time for him to concern himself with what anybody else has done, thinks, or thinks the Texans should do. D'Amico's a very very in tune and independent thinker. Uh, But he can afford to be just that because, look, he's been around the block a time or two. He's got that uh, player experience, as you mentioned, but he learned from, you know, some of the best coaches uh, six years time in San Francisco. Um, And look, he's obviously very observant, but he's a part of a a, a very um, experienced staff in some ways. I know they're new to a lot of roles, but look, Matt Burke's been in the NFL for 20 years um, and has seen some things, been a part of some very um, controversial situations, certainly during his time in Arizona. And so I think D'Amico's handled himself very, very well in terms of, um, you know, what, what's been the necessary route to go in terms of total care for the human being, for the person, C.J. Stroud. Never mind the football player, but they're just worried about his long-term health, which should be number one and 1A. It's about the franchise. It's about the long play here, and which could certainly mean in the same breath that 
if he's not going to play on Sunday, you potentially have two very momentous games remaining in this season against divisional opponents, and who knows what they could mean. Sean Bajani with us, giving us his uh, Texans report. Uh, you were in the locker room. You talked to Davis Mills, who had a uh, a interesting slash tough week. What 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 did that uh, what did that uh, sound like? How did that go when you uh, when you talked to Davis Mills earlier? Went about as uh, as you would expect from Davis Mills, you know, who is literally the epitome of don't get too high, don't get too low. <laughs> he is Mister Even Keel. Oh, he was dry. Professional said what he needed to say, and and that was it. Like Mister By the Book, there was he took it on the chin. You know, look, he was asked about um, you know how frustrated he might have been last week after getting passed over for Case Keenum, and look, he'd said what I thought was funny. And you're going to read this quote uh, in probably a number of different stories, and it's going to be interesting to see how they characterize that and um, you know paint that picture. But I thought it was kind of curious and. And I, I laughed under my breath when he'd said, you know, look, it's it's not frustrating. Uh, it's just a part of the game. Um, the They care about winning. Winning is everything here, he'd said. And Case went out and did his job. You could have stopped it as winning is everything and completely understood why the Texans made the move that they did in starting Case Keenum for various reasons. Never mind 35, never mind the experience, never mind, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I think it's fascinating, you know, while we're on case, is that exclusively this offseason, I I sat down with Keenum for about 15, 20 minutes, and we were talking about the West Coast system that he's coming in with slow, you know, putting his thumbprint on it. And I said, hey, you know, why are you the right guy, you know, to to be a backup quarterback, to help a, a rookie quarterback in the system? And he's like, dude. I've been around it so many times. This is the greatest hits version. Well, who better to orchestrate the best, uh, the greatest hits version than Case Keenum, who's been in this system in a multitude of different places, uh, in a multitude of different situations, always been a guy that, hey, when you need somebody to step up, he's been the guy and has just been good enough. Um, For that reason, I don't think we should have been surprised case starting last weekend and i don't think you should be surprised i think it's pretty obvious that he's going to be the guy this weekend all right that's sean Pajani. great job with the texans report we appreciate you jumping in filling in for brandon we'll uh we'll see uh what happens coming up on sunday they got a big game and uh we'll see hopefully hopefully some of these guys get back on the field coming up appreciate you guys i'm gonna go watch me some sex in the city that's that's why don't you try? Why don't you try? Why don't you try the Family Stone, man? That's a hey, that's a man. that's a Sarah Jessica Parker movie. That's a Christmas movie. Why don't you try that? Yeah, check it out, man. I give it a shot. Yeah, give that. I give it a shot. Try that one. All right, coming up, Sarah um, Jessica Parker, man. She's always done it for me. I mean, he oh, said oh, it. Oh, Johnny, gonna get home early, get snuggle up on that said, couch, get a little handsy. It. He said it with conviction. All right, coming up, you'll let you. We'll let you actually hear from D'Amico himself. We'll let you hear what he said about his quarterback C.J. Stroud and get you the latest update there and give you the full injury report. There is some good and some bad there. We'll uh, we'll get you hooked up with that coming up next on The Drive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Yeah. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.